You're listening to the Acceptably Real podcast with Joe and Jerry on Anchor.fm, where the weird, the wild, and the unknown are fair play. Enjoy the show. Hey, Joe. Hey, Jerry. What a day. What a day. We are recording this on January 6th, 2021. Holy mackerel. (laughs) I don't know if this day is even acceptably real. Yeah. And I I don't know if we need to to go over everything that happened. I'm sure the listeners and the you know, whoever is listening to this will, yeah. will be like, I've had enough. I watch the news. I know, I know. what's up. It's... You guys are smart. We know. We know. Yeah. And so, so you know where we're coming from as we, I had to break open my last bottle of absinthe and pour myself a drink just to, just to even myself out, I guess. Well, man, you have to. Sometimes you just need a little bit of that liquid. The green fairy. Liquid calm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you were telling me something very interesting. Are we, are we talking about the UFOs again? The Pentagon? Yeah. I, we'll, we'll at least hit on it because you and I wanted to talk about something else that was interesting to even my shrink. Um, <laughs> but but let's let's hit upon this because it's pertinent to what we've talked about in the past. Go go ahead and fill the listeners in on what you you told me about. We've been talking about the little UFOs, the little green men, the little grays. Um, as you guys have known, the huge COVID-19 relief bill had passed. And actually, the COVID relief was patched onto a spending bill, right? The big fiscal spending bill. Um, uh-huh. And within that bill, they had passed um, that um, that uh, the Pentagon has six months to disclose what it knows about UFOs. Um, and this was news to me. I didn't know this until you, you sent me that message. Yeah. Lawmakers are demanding answers from all the intelligence agencies, defense department, um, uh, about the existence of UFOs and other unidentified aerial phenomena. Um, so again, it was in the 2.3 trillion huge appropriations bill, uh, that was passed. Um, and, you know, hopefully this can provide more resources toward investigation and gathering um, and strengthening, you know, the open source intelligence, quote unquote, um, among the um, agencies. Right. So, yeah, so, this is this is trying to get them to kind of share the love with the UFOs, with everybody and not just keep it in like silos. Um, but do they do they have to share it publicly, or do they just have to tell Congress about? It? I mean, it's what what who who gets to know this stuff? Uh, the report will be unclassified, but will include a classified supplement. Hmm. So a classified portion, but um, that that means a lot more stuff will be coming out. You know, and I know when um, Senator Harry Reid was giving these interviews to all these UFO guys out there these days. Um, and the stuff that we've touched on, he said, Oh, you don't even, that's, that's not even a speck of it all. Like there's so much more that they have. Um, 
and I'm really interested in it. But I did want I did want to bring this up to you and to our listeners because I do think it's an important piece of news. I think that in the future, when we do hear a lot more information, and I think that that all in all, you know, we're not in the 50s anymore. Um, we can, I think, if we yeah. survive 2020. Um, I, know, I think that proves that I we can handle ready. aliens. You know? We're ready. So, I mean, there's another thing going on where, um, what, what, uh, wait, I don't want to move past this. Uh, I do want to linger a little bit because I'm wondering what they're going to release. Because as I think I've mentioned before, I've worked with three different people over the years who were all in various intelligence um, positions in the military. Two of them were in, um, I don't want to go into this, I don't, but they didn't tell me any classified information, but they did tell me, I mean, one, one was listening in on the Russians, et cetera. And another one was uh, someone who, who actually did uh, encryption and unencryption of top secret messages, basically um, that yes, they believed in UFOs. And though they didn't say anything about them being extraterrestrial, they hinted very strongly. And then they would always say, all three of them said this, I can't tell you why I believe this. <laughs> so I'm wondering, uh, do, you, do you think it might actually be possible that they're going to release actual what really happened at Roswell and it's really going to be a crashed UFO and not a weather oh, balloon? I 100% believe it. And you might call me crazy. You uh, might I, call at me this a point, fashion. I'm not going to call you crazy at all. But, but <laughs> here's my thing, right? And you can go back and look at the pictures. And I don't know, you can go on YouTube probably. And look at those guys who are, who are carrying around that aluminum foil looking bullshit. That you and I and all the listeners and I both and all know it was a load of shit, right? Yeah, um, it was like staged stuff. Yeah, and I think that was just a part of the government trying to cover it up. Um, I do believe that there was something there. Um, and, you know, like I said, call me crazy if you want. But, hey, these videos that are coming out and all the information that's going to come out um, might vindicate me. So <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, and if not, then, hey, I had fun. Right. So whatever this point, I I do think ready to believe. (laughs) I do think that they, they were hiding something and I know on their deathbeds, the guys who were in those pictures um, did, did say to some, some certain people that um, they were admitted that they were hoax. There was a hoax where the, uh, the foil was a a shame to throw off the public from what was actually happening. Uh Um, I don't know how widely that was circulated, but I did hear, hear that recently um so i I, i'm cautiously optimistic about what they're going to release i do believe they're going to release more video more photos um but we have to also keep this in mind right that we're only talking about our country and our country's findings with ufos like other countries other countries are more open i know italy has more as open there was um I believe an attack on a helicopter from a UFO in Italy. 
Um, if you if you go Google like UFO sightings in other countries, you're going to find a lot more information that, than what we provide in here in the states. Um, and it's just the fact that their governments are just more open with them. Um, Supposedly, the USSR, the former USSR, had a big problem with UFOs. From what I understand, mm-hmm. I think we talked about that in one of our past ones, where they had yeah. this their own Project Blue Book type deal that was un- declassified in the early '90s or early 2000s or something like that. Um, that had a lot of information. Um, I think that's yeah, that's what we talked about in terms of the the Arctic mission. Uh, yeah where they had all the, the ships coming this to the Soviet spy was in, was in on the mission. And he, it was from his document, his documented report on what happened with that UFO that evidently flew out of the water into the water, which by the way, did you see the Hawaiian video of this recently? No. Okay. It was over the big Island of Hawaii. You can look it up. A blue UFO was spotted in the sky and it was seen flying into the ocean and fl- darting around and whatnot by a lot of people. This just happened um, either last week uh, or maybe it was last week. But I encourage you to look it up. There's a video of it. Pretty interesting stuff. If if there are videos from phones from multiple angles, I might believe it. But I know how easy it is to fake something like that. I could fake something like that with um, – with my Adobe software. Yeah, Easy. no, I, I think this is the, one of those things where a lot of people are actually seeing it. Um, the FAA was notified and maybe we can post this on our Facebook page too. Um, if you, if you don't. Okay. So. All right. Pretty interesting. Well, the, the other news, I mean, let's, uh, if, if we could like take a, a step that's even, <laughs> it's kind of exciting to me, even though it's, it's like still preliminary and they're still studying it, et cetera, et cetera. But they have found what they believe are very possibly, um, signals from our closest star system, Alpha Centauri. It's a, I think it was all Alpha Proxima. What, what, cause it's a, you know, a two, three, star system um they're they're picking up actual signals from that solar system that do not seem to be natural in origin you, you have you heard that one was this from uh last month in december it uh, might from, be you're I, right it's, proxima it's, centauri yeah that's right yeah and it's it's continuing but i don't know how much of it is is echo hype and how much is actual information that cause the last official thing I read about it was, yeah, it's, um, it's very, very interesting, but there's nothing conclusive, but it is their first. It's the first one that, that they've marked as a serious candidate for being extraterrestrial. Um, in nature, extra um, um, artificial, artificial signal in nature. Sure. Let me let me read this little uh, paragraph. I guess. All right. This is from theguardian.com about this. A narrow beam of radio waves was picked up during 30 hours of observations by the Parkes Telescope in Australia in April and May last year. Okay, so this was in December 2020. I wonder if they meant April or May 2019. 
Uh, analysis of the beam has been underway for some time, and scientists have yet to identify a terrestrial culprit, such as ground-based equipment or a passing satellite. End quote. So that's from theguardian.com. Um, you well, can look the reason at- there's a time delay mm-hmm. is they record a huge swath of stuff constantly, and then people have to pick their way through it over time. So they could discover, I mean, something could have been recorded two years ago and that's amazing. And we still don't know it because nobody's gotten to it yet, you know? So it's not like someone just sitting there with a, uh, you know, a micro, uh, a speaker up to their ear listening going, Oh, I just heard something. It's, it's it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, on top of that, what do you think? Did you see the article about the Harvard professor who thinks that the, um, Yes. That long saucer shaped, I guess it was more like a cigar shaped type thing, visited Earth in 2017. I thought it was a kind of an alien drone. Yeah, he, he said beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was artificial nature and it was what they called it. They called it um, alien space junk, didn't mm. they? Yeah. Not something. But in, in it, didn't it, his conclusion, well, he wrote a whole book about it and I haven't read it. But from what I ascertained from the article that I read was he was able to draw the conclusion that the way it was, the speed it was going and the, and the, the direction it was going was way too precise for it to just be some random thing. Is that what you got from it? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Uh, we're 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 living in some exciting times right now, even without the White House mess. Well, our political stuff's a little messy, but yeah. UFOs are real, so that's there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh man! If, if only we could learn the truth before someone pushes the big red button <laughs> and resets oh. us back to the Stone Age. <laughs> I'm sure they'll make some kind of VR thing about that. That'd be cool. I'm That'd sure. Cool. Oh, good way to bring it around. Um, oh, VR, huh? Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, actually, I was thinking we could probably try recording this in VR, but let's let's not w- worry about that right now. But Joe and I, Joe got me into uh, Oculus uh, Quest Two, and um, I kind of jumped in and went, "Wow, this is way better than I thought it was going to be," and so I became kind of an enthusiast about it. And I've been using it a lot, but I'm not really playing games. I'm doing things like uh, there's a version of Google Earth where you can explore everything that's on Street View in VR, which I'm finding absolutely fast. I've stood in the middle of Stonehenge and ch- checked it out. I've been to famous places. I've st- stayed. I've I've walked around the pyramids. I've gone and visited my dad's old home in, in Stockton, California, you know, and, and wandered the streets up and down, you know, in um, uh, Moscow. Isn't so that the that name of the to, app? Wander? It's Wander. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, that was worth the price of admission to me. Just that one app. And, but I mean, and then Joe and I and his wife have actually like met and gone to places like, um, uh, the venues, mm-hmm. which is the name of the, the Facebook app, which is their social app where you go and you all 
experience something together on this sky size screen in front of a balcony or, or you could stand around the lobby and talk and there's a bunch of stuff like that. And so go ahead. You, you, I'm, I'm talking too much. It's okay. No, I love it. I think it's great. I think, um, that's one of probably one of my favorite memories is last time. I think when you and, and Nikki and I hung out on, um, in venues, you made a new friend. Yeah, that was awesome. We were hanging out with a bunch of, well, we had a few friends. We were partying up there. Um, so just to paint you a little picture in venues, you, you customize your own avatar. Then you, you go into the, it's like a lobby with, um, I guess several different rooms to enter. Um, a lot of people just hang out in the lobby though, to talk to one another. You take selfies with your camera. Um, and each of these different rooms are some sort of entertainment, right? Like, uh, the room we were in was uh, David Attenborough's like tiny monsters or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Giant spiders. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're able to converse with other people while watching these huge, huge films. Um, it was fascinating to me because it was really like, it's really like you're there to me in my head. Like um, I really felt I was hanging out with my buddy, Jerry, you know, uh, I was really hanging out with my wife. And these random people were, were getting to know and talking to. There were some really hilarious moments. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, man, we just had the best time doing that. And it's so fun. Um, and it we was can... actually like going to a place. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel that way to you? Like It, it does. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, I used to do it in, um, in Second Life, which is just 2D on a screen. But I mean, you kind of immerse yourself into it and you forget that you're not in the screen. But when you're doing it on the Oculus or, or another VR headset, you are in it. You're in there. You could, I mean, you feel it. You, you feel like you're in a different place. In fact, it's a shock when you take the VR headset off and you're not there anymore. That's, it's more of a shock taking it off than putting it on. So the question we actually want to explore tonight is there a there there when you're, when you're in it, are you actually in a different place? And some people say yes. And some people say no. And so it's kind of, there's our gray area. There's our gray area reality right there. Mm -hmm. So we want to know, is it acceptably real that there is a there there? Yeah. So is there, (laughs) Let's give our short answers. I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. Uh, when, when you're in there in the Oculus realm and the VR realm, I feel like you're, you're there. Yeah. You might not smell or maybe touch yet, but the mind definitely, you have a, a huge, huge, huge sense of immersion than versus than what you would have on a, a 2d screen. Like you were just saying. And I think you said so yourself that, you know, Second Life is what this was try is, uh, or this is what Second Life was trying to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know what? Uh, and just to, to sidetrack a little bit, during when this whole pandemic started, I was we were looking for things to do, um, and this was when you know before the Oculus Two Quest Two came out, I had found the Oculus Quest had came out a while back, and I was like, huh, this looks interesting, so I bought one. And we had the time of our lives with it. Eventually, we got the second one when that came out, and it really, it really 
makes you have something more to do at home, makes you have a lot more fun at home. I'm not trying to be an advertisement for Facebook right now um, or Oculus. I mean, you could try any of the VR headsets like HTC Vive. Any yeah, of the, there's a lot of them coming out. HTP or HP one coming out. Um, I, I would warn people away from the the PlayStation one though, because I also picked that up afterwards, and it was you know, kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I I really personally want either like a wireless streaming headset to improve, like where you have Oculus with a uh, piece or um what's that app on it the uh where you have your your desktop on it oh man um oh um i'd have to have it right for, wait wait a minute i've got we we've got the app on our phones yeah, let's just pull that up yeah anyway you if through this this app um you you can go in and play games through that and stream but it's not like 100 perfect there's a little bit of latency yeah um but it's it's close to it, right? So, mm, I think virtual mm, something. I bought Mist. Oh, you did. How was Mist in VR now? It's it's okay. Um, <laughs> Not what I expected to hear. <laughs> well, I, I liked it, but but then I, I I've been just too busy doing other things to actually explore it more. Mm-hmm. Um. I like the, there's a fishing one I, I bought that I really like that you could actually sit down with other people and we could all just sit there and fish together. Wow. Um, in fact, I, I went so overboard. Oh, Beat Saber is another one. The, oh yeah. Didn't, wait, did I get Beat Saber? No, I got the other one. The, the, what, let's not get into that. So <laughs> I could, there's a rabbit hole. Um, I got so into this that I bought one for my, my girlfriend and I bought one for each, uh, I bought one for my, my younger daughter, one for my older daughter and one for her husband. So I bought a a ton of these things and everybody loves them. Everybody. And, um, Real VR fishing, that's the one I was thinking of. If you get real VR fishing, you and I could go fishing together. We literally sit together on a on a shore and fish and talk and record the podcast of what we do. <laughs> Could do that. Yeah, I might, um, I'd be down for that. That'd be fun. <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, but uh, let's see. Where's where, where the original? Real, uh, okay, so is there a there there? So I would say yes, there is because for well for two reasons. One, there's legally a there there. Because even when it was in VR and, and just like, oh, what is it? Eve online and second life and, and other virtual places you can buy and sell virtual goods and real estate and, and the laws follow you in there and the, and it was legally declared a place. So when you're in virtual reality and you buy something, you are legally in a place and you bought a actual thing. They declared it since, you know, since it's a shared hallucination, if you will, or a shared um, experience and, and, uh, and, and you can actually control the thing you bought, like clothes. You could buy clothes for your, your avatar. 
and they have value and you wear them and you take them off and you could trade them and you could sell them and get actual money for them and bring the money out of the virtual space and into your actual in real life bank account. So they declared it's, it's real. So it's legally a real place to the detriment of, of second life. Because they, they, you know, they fought for this at first and then it backfired on because they started getting sued when they would like shut something down. Then they were like, oh, no, 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 it's not a real place. We're licensing you software. And it was like, too late, too late. We've declared it a real place. And so you have certain rights there, right? Wow. And the other reason is, and, and I know this, I'm going a little bit too long here, but Everything we see, sense, smell, taste, and it was, is actually just in our heads anyway. We're, we're experiencing a construct that our brain puts together of the outside world, but it's not the outside world. It's our, it's, it's our mentally constructed internal version of it. And so it's not that far removed that when if you go into a virtual VR place, and you're constructing the same thing, it's the same thing. You're there. You're there in this space, even though it's shifted over a little bit and in another dimension, but it's still there. So as far as I'm concerned, it is acceptably real that when you're there, you're there. Same boat, man. Same boat. I wanted to also bring up something else. Um, What if you could visit a a deceased loved one in VR. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I was watching a video. Uh, it might have been Korean or um, maybe it was a Japanese video where uh, it was a, a woman who had lost her daughter and they had created her in VR. Now, it wasn't like filmed in VR when she was alive. Like they had created a, uh, a I guess, a talking, you know, computer generated version of her daughter and you could see her walking around like crying being so happy to see her daughter again and he used her daughter's voice and all that stuff oh, i mean what, what is your what are your thoughts on that isn't that um i don't think that's really her no but it it, it isn't it's an but, external memory mm-hmm. what about if you were to record let's say you had a way to record I don't know, some VR thing with your phone, right? And you recorded like a parent or somebody um, and you were able to go back in VR and watch this recording, right? Kind of like a recording. uh, mm -hmm. I don't think it's really there because it's, it's, it's not something that is actually happening. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's your, so it's not real, real. Yeah, no, I, I see. I agree with you there. I'm curious, though, if it would be beneficial or if it would even be more harmful to the grieving process. I think it would be maybe more harmful, don't you? I think it would be more harmful because it would prevent the healing. Let me ask, did you watch uh, Black Mirror? Did you watch those episodes? I haven't seen that yet, although it's on my... Th- but I did see Uploaded. Upload? Okay. Uh, there is an episode of Black Mirror. Um, I know it's a really that, good show. I just haven't seen it yet. So yeah, Black Mirror is like um, 
like the Twilight Zone or Outer Limits, uh, how each episode's different. But the whole premise of the show is that it deals with different things that technology, you know, the black mirror of your phone, for example, like you look at your phone, it's, it's when it's blank, it looks like a mirror. Yeah. Um, well, there's an episode where um, this woman loses her husband in a car accident. And there is some service where they send you a kind of like organic person that you take out of its plastic wrap, put it in a bath, pour chemicals on it, and and boom, it's um, – I guess they provide a service that they read all your, your loved ones' correspondence in media and all that stuff, and they generate like a cyborg – version it's it's a golem <laughs> yeah it's a golem <laughs> mm-hmm. no yep. i haven't seen that but that's that's what it kind of makes me think of with the whole concept of that it's probably not really helping no it doesn't help you move on but yeah it's a good show so is upload uploads another good one uh speaking about vr that's a probably a good show to talk about too where um when you and if you haven't seen this, hopefully not spoiling anything, but the premise of the show was that this gentleman had passed away and then somehow, and um, where he goes is um, they implant your mind, I guess you'd call it, into well, it, it, he he didn't actually pass away. He had a choice. He was in an accident, and they said he was going to pass away. Mm-hmm. where there was a really high chance. And so there was a literal crossroads in the hospital where he either goes to the intensive care and try to be saved, or he goes to have himself uploaded. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. And when you upload, they actually just, it, it kills you because <laughs> it took his head off. It just zapped his head off and then in, in it was able to take everything that was him in the brain and and put it in a – create basically an AI that was him in a virtual world that was like Second Life basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, there's a company, I guess. There, there are different worlds, right? Like, I guess his yeah. was, I think it was Lakeview. Um, yeah, he was in the upper class one, the fancy, wealthy one. But yeah. you still need to pay money for things like yeah. microtransactions. Um, but basically, the company you go with, they create this world, and they have these like personal assistants that they're named angels, that are real people who go into an office and wear a VR headset and interact with these with these. Uh, users self self aware recordings basically self aware recordings yeah um that's a very interesting show too yeah because there's definitely a there there mm-hmm. and they they made that argument really fast I I love the one segment where they going up there was a kid in one of the episodes whose parents refused to let him grow up, even though he'd been there for what, 13, 14 years. And so he's trapped in the avatar of a child body, but he was actually an adult. 
And since the outside world has control and pays for you, you lack a lot of freedoms in this place. And so they go off, they found this trap door kind of thing to go off to a black marketplace to get black market software to augment their, their experiences. And so the kid, well, he's not really a kid, but I'm going to call him the kid. He goes off and he finds a place to get himself an adult body. Well, and you remember this? And unfortunately, yep. the body he gets is a female body and he doesn't realize it. <laughs> and he's walking around in a towel, not really realizing he's now, and, and the, whoever the actress, it must have been his older sister or something like that, the actor, because it looked almost exactly like him, but it was definitely female with like the short bob hair and boobs. And he's walking around thinking he's been all studly and all the guys are looking at him going, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> and he's like, what? There's a side note that we didn't have to go down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. What a, what a good show. I'd it was have a good show. And it landed and it ended on a cliffhanger. I hope they keep, keep going. And this was really different. And it was like, if you're a computer, computer nerd, you're like fully on board with the whole thing. Cause that, you know, it, it made sense. Yeah. I recommend it. It's on Amazon prime. It's called upload. Yeah. Uh, they do. They we're working on a season two. I'm not sure if they had stopped filming it or filmed it or what. Um, so that's good. I think it got really good reception when it came out. And I, and I hope they continue it anyway. I, I think we could declare this one done. Sure. It's acceptably real to me. It's if if there, yeah. On the subject, if there's a there, there in VR, uh, we find it, I should pound a gavel. Boom. Acceptably real. And if you disagree, let us know because we'd be interested in knowing what your thoughts are. Yeah. But be nice about it. Be nice about it. Yeah, let's all be nice to each other, especially now. Oh, my God. And with that. Thanks for listening to the Acceptably Real podcast with Joe and Jerry. Eager for more? Visit us at acceptablyreal.com or like us on Facebook at Acceptably Real Podcast.